It is by will alone I set my mind to read. It is by the juice of corn that words acquire meaning, the pages acquire stains, the stains become a review. It is at patreon.com slash sword and laser you can provide support. Hey everyone, welcome to the Sword and Laser. I'm Veronica Belmont. And I'm Tom Merritt. Sword and Laser is a book club, but it's so much more. We bring you author interviews, news from the world of science fiction and fantasy, and awesome discussions from fans just like you. I'm going to anticipate you're going to ask me what I'm drinking. What, what are you drinking? Zero. Nothing. Co- Coke Zero? No, not even Coke Zero. Like, it's an empty glass. <laughs> you do have I'm so <laughs> ill-prepared. I just ate a watermelon. That's like drinking. So I feel There's hydrated. a lot of liquid in a water. How big was this watermelon? Okay. It was not a very large watermelon. Is it a baby watermelon? It was a small watermelon and actually was half a watermelon. So hold on. You're telling watermelon I, stories here. Yeah. I'm <laughs> the stretching the watermelon a little bit. Big. It was like, it was like, if this is what it looked like from the side, Kind of look like that. People can't see what you're doing. I'm telling you, so you have reference. <laughs> you can see that it was so still a non. It looks like it was twice as big as your head. The way a you're non-zero just, amount of watermelon. A significant amount of watermelon. Let's just yeah. let's just say you ate a yeah. lot of watermelon. Ate a lot of watermelon, so I feel right. pretty good about that. Good. All oh, right, there you go. Let's uh, <laughs> now. You guys all know that. Let's jump into the quick burns. Tamahome uh, posted that Gizmodo posted that there is an excerpt of a memory called Empire's sequel out and available. Uh, if you've already finished this month's book pick, which I know some of you have, oh. and you just want to get a sneak peek at the next one uh, that's coming, uh, Arcady Martin's uh, next book has a little bit uh, yeah. of an excerpt. The book, the second book is called A Desolation Called Peace. I was wondering when you were going to get to that part. It felt like you were not knowing what the title was there for a minute. Um, felt like a lot of good know. opportunities it could to have get been the me title scrolling to find the title to make sure I, I didn't get it wrong. Maybe oh, did I do that thing where I called out a thing that you didn't want me to call <laughs> out? And I, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure you did. Yeah, I brought attention to it. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was just uh, I was it's like the really signature like signature part of our show. I know. I'm excited. Um, I we're not wrapping up this episode. It's going to be on the next the next episode. We'll wrap up. Um, but the summary of the second book, I almost started to read. And then I'm like, that's kind of a spoiler. Yeah. I'm not a huge spoiler, but a little bit of one. I think it's, it's enough that we're not going to read it out like loud. The very first three words of the summary are like, oh, well, we kind of knew the, the very first three words. We already knew about that though. Not um, immediately. Like halfway through <laughs> We're being very annoying right now. Um, all right. Uh, anyway, just, just go to the, the Gizmodo book, the if you want yeah. the, the sequel or, or want the excerpt uh, from the sequel. Uh, and you get more of Tex Kalonly space. I just wanted to say Tex Kalonly. Did you listen to the audiobook? I am. Yeah. Oh, so, okay. So that is actually how you pronounce it. That's how they say it in the audiobook. Yeah. Tex Kalonly. Mm-hmm. Hey. Wow, I was saying it right in my brain this whole time. <laughs> oh, good. That's cool. That, that makes me feel good. Julie says, The Galaxy and the Ground Within, the fourth book in Becky Chambers' Wayfair series, is set to come out in February. I did not know there was a fourth book in this series. I thought it was a trilogy. Take my money, Becky Chambers. More Wayfarer is better. I need this. 
please be February soon. That's um, I'm I'm still a book behind, so I need to finish the third book. I've I'm just gonna be a stand for Becky Chambers unapologetically. I think that's the first time you've ever <laughs> said you were standing for anything. <laughs> that's yes, I saved it for this moment. Tom stands. Tom stands. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Uh, Kev pointed out that, uh, in celebration of the 40th anniversary of the empire strikes back, uh, there is a listing out on starwars.com of the author list from the second anthology called from a certain point of view. Uh, the first from a certain point of view was all short stories set in and around the events of star Wars, a new hope. And this one Mm. will be set in and around the events of the empire strikes back. Okay, so these are all new canonical stories set in this world. Are they canonical? They are canonical, and they're usually like side characters. Like one of my favorites is uh, telling about everything that happened in the Moss Eisley cantina before Han Solo and Chewie show up. This is fun. Okay, so Hank Green is one of the authors. So John Green's brother, also the creators of VidCon, among many other awesome things. Uh, Martha Wells is doing a story, which is very mm-hmm. cool. I'm I'm on book four right now of the Murderbot Diaries. Um, so I think I have, no, I'm uh, book four. Yeah, I'm on book four right now. Um, yeah. Also, we've got S.A. Chakraborty, um, Adam Christopher, Delilah S. Dawson. We've got a lot of really wonderful authors contributing to this anthology. Oh, and Gary Witta, of course. Woohoo! Yeah. Um, so, and one of the stuff. cool things about this is they they all, you know, are amazing authors, but they get mm-hmm. a little section to highlight that's so fun. For example, Austin Walker is going to write a story for this one about the partnership of the bounty hunters Dengar and IG-88 as they're pursuing Han Solo. I don't know what that means. IG-88's the big robot one. <laughs> okay. Hank Green is going to talk about a naturalist caring for Tauntauns. Oh, that's Hoth. cool. That's yeah, cool. Like it's yeah. that kind of stuff. Right. It's really good. It's good stuff. Longtime listeners of Sword and Laser will know that I am not especially uh, well-versed in Star Wars lore. Not my area of expertise. We leave that to the Toms of the world. You know what a wampa is, though, right? Is that the ones that walk on two feet and look like kangaroos? That's the one that that, um, captures Luke and puts him up in the ice cave. Oh, what does it look like? It looks like a big snow bear. Like Like a a snow bear? Okay, maybe maybe I got bear confused with kangaroo. It's it's kind of a Sasquatchy sort of thing. Oh, more on that shortly. (laughs) Yeah. Mark He's says ahead. the 2020 Scribe Award nominees have been announced by the International Association of Media Tie-In Writers. Sword and laser titles abound. <gasps> Adapted novel, general and speculative. We have Alita Battle Angel by Pat Cadigan. We have Batman The Killing Joke by Krista Faust and Gary Phillips. Doctor Who Scratchman by Tom Baker and James Goss. And Godzilla King of the Monsters by Greg Keyes. Uh, original novel speculative are Batman, the court of owls by Greg Cox, Firefly, the magnificent nine by James Lovegrove, Star Trek, the next generation collateral damage by David Mack, Star Trek discovery, the enterprise war by John Jackson Miller, star Wars, galaxy's edge, black spire by Delilah S Dawson and Warhammer, the red feast by Gav Thorpe. And winners will be announced on July 15th. So Mm -hmm. something fun to look forward to. Good stuff. Go Delilah. 
Uh, and then Tam Mahomey uh, pointed mm-hmm. out that Max Brooks, uh, author of World War Z, has a new Bigfoot novel. Here's your Sasquatch yes. uh, drop. Uh, Devolution is being adapted for the big screen by Legendary. Uh, those are the, you know, the folks that do Jurassic World, Pacific Rim, Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Uh, this devolution, the book, is a survival tale told from various points of view, including a Sasquatch family that declares war on the residents of a posh high tech planned community. Amazing. I didn't know this book was even coming out, so I'm a little surprised. I love uh, how it's just like your book comes out m- movie deal. <laughs> Like it's just he's just one of those authors that just well apparently Brooks conceived of this as a movie oh. uh, and you know how that goes you you shop it around and people go well maybe but not now etc cetera, etc cetera. so he decided to just go ahead and make it a novel and in the meantime while he was making it a novel he was able to get the movie stuff together so it's all coming together yeah. at the right time book book just came out yesterday um for listeners of the show it'll probably be two days ago came out on june 16th I'm going to pick that one up, I think, because I'm... Oh, uh, we forgot to mention the most important thing about this book is that it it takes place after the eruption of Mount Rainier. So that's that's the big disaster. Big event. Yeah. The big event. It's not a zombie outbreak this time. It's a super volcano-ish kind of thing. Yeah. So, of course, I mean, that destroys their natural habitat. So, of course... Sasquatch family is not happy. Yeah. So they have to... They get, you know, knocked around into human territories and suddenly... It's a, it's a, you know, pretty, pretty basic, you know, it's an old tale, <laughs> the oldest tale of, of humans and Sasquatch. Is it big feet or big foot? Big foots. How many I think big, it's big foots? foots? I think yeah. it's big foots. Sasquatchy. Sasquatch. Sasquatchy. <laughs> Sasquatches. I'm not Sasquatches. sure. I think it's Sasquatches. Okay. All right. Well, now it is time for bear your sword, which is our feedback from the audience. I'm a little embarrassed about this one. A number of people pointed this out to me after the last episode. I have have our defense ready, but go ahead. Oh, do you? Okay, good, because I have no defense. Uh, Amy over on Twitter, uh, Southern Bell says, uh, you and Ace Detect were wondering what author was from Russia. This is in, uh, by the way, uh, regards to her really beautiful um, data Mm -hmm. visualization that she created that we discussed in the previous episode. Um, and we were like, Woo, who is in Russia? And she says, uh, it was Isaac Asimov Foundation. Mm-hmm. By the way, the author from South Africa is actually Tolkien, mm. and the author from India is T.H. White, who wrote Once in Future King. Long and lasting impact from British colonialism. So two things in our defense. Uh, one is where you're from and where you're born. Eh, not always the same thing. Some people say, uh, well, I'm from a place, but I was born in this other place. And I think Tolkien would say he was from England, even if he mm. was born in South Africa. I would argue that. Uh, but even more so, my defense of us on Azimov is just because he has a Russian last name doesn't mean he's from Russia. So I think we are deficient in remembering that he was born in Russia or but not knowing case, that in the first place. But in this case, he was born in Russia. That's what I'm saying. Like I'm, We're deficient <laughs> in not knowing that. Uh-huh. But be not knowing that, I think some people were like, come on, his name's Asimov. Of course he's from Russia. Like, Not all people with Russian last names are from Russia. Yeah. Or were born in Russia. Yeah. Right. 
So, okay. That makes yeah, me feel. There we go. That's my devil's advocate. <laughs> and it's we are the devil's percent more defense than I had. <laughs> so, uh, But ultimately, we were wrong. Thank you, Amy. Uh, Drake Tunstein uh, tweeted, are there any plans to have videos of episodes like you used to? No. No. <laughs> I was just waiting for, I'm like, you know the answer. Why are you, why are you waiting? Although, um, allegedly, Zencaster is now testing Working a video, video. beta. Mm-hmm. Um, so we use Zencaster for all of our author interviews. Uh, we are, you know, we pay for it. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of curious to try that out and see what it's like. It's something we could throw together if we had to on our own. But I do like having the option of, of someone else compiling it for us. That might be fun. Yeah, I mean, there's the videos like we used to, which would mean getting the set back together, which, by the way, the set is uh, preserved uh, in in Petaluma, (laughs) uh, thanks to a fan of the show. So that's awesome. Thank you for preserving that. That is unlikely. We don't even live in the same city anymore. uh, So I doubt we'll ever get back on the old set. Never say never, but certainly no plans for that. More likely is what Veronica's talking about, where we used to go on Hangouts and do a live stream while we recorded. And then that would create a video after the fact that was, you know, just ready made. We got away from that because it's kind of a hassle to do video. Y'all well, and like, honestly, I don't know what value it really adds to the show. Some people just like it, you know? Yeah. I mean, if, if you guys can come up with a really compelling reason why, like maybe we'll try out some of the Zencaster stuff in the future, but mm-hmm. I just don't, no, I mean, we don't have those amazing animated videos from Aaron anymore. Um, we don't have the set. It's just us sitting in our offices <laughs> with books behind and, us. And I know a lot of you are like, that's fine. I just want to see you while you're talking. But just remember, like, as as easy as it sounds, video just adds 10 times the complexity to everything. To be fair, they would know approximately how much watermelon I had eaten They would tonight. have been able to see my empty glass. That's right. true. Good point. Right. So that's, you know, what's the value on that? Priceless. <laughs> that's what MasterCard says. Um, but, you know, I think it's, 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 thank you for asking. I, I just, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. not sure if it's, it's something we have in our, our near-term roadmap, as the product manager says. <laughs> Uh, final uh, message here on Barrier Sword this week uh, actually was pulled from last week's thread uh, for Terp Talk. Um, John Taloni, we went on a bit of a tangent in the thread about homeopathic remedies and how they're not science and how they don't work and all these other things. And someone made a joke about gems and stones and charging them by the moonlight and I essentially wrote back, like, you can pry my rose quartz from my cold, dead hands, signed former teenage Wiccan, to which John Taloni took it upon <laughs> himself to write a full-length version of uh, Baba O'Reilly uh, to the tune of Teenage Wiccans. Um, I, I don't want to do the song An Injustice by trying to uh, sing it to the actual tune. <laughs> Um, but it's really, really clever. Clever. We'll have it uh, in the show notes for the episode. I guess I can read a little bit. It's like, hang out after school. Crystals sure look cool. I get the quartz into my jewelry. I don't need a stone to groove with the crone. <laughs> and then it's like teenage Wiccans. It's only cry the evil, evil eye. eye. 
It's only, it's only teenage, teenage Wiccans. Wiccans. <laughs> so yeah, and it's it's only teenage Wiccans. Um, so I really loved that. It made me uh, laugh well really done. hard. John Deloney, yes, yeah. Um, so clever. I love our audience. Also, uh, absolutely, one hundred percent agree. Uh, never ever confuse homeopathic with actual medicine. No, if, if that was unclear, if that in the was episode. unclear, yeah. <laughs> if in any way, uh, we apologize and regret the error. I do carry rose quartz in my purse with me at all times. It's fine. As long as you don't I just like think it. it's that, pretty. like, oh, and I also don't need to take my antibiotics because I have the rose no. quartz, then you're fine. <laughs> no, I love medicine. Yeah. I love modern medicine. Uh, I like the line. I can't remember who in the thread posted it. And it's a, it's a, a, a quote from someone else, but uh, you know what you call homeopathic medicine that works? Medicine. Because mm, mm-hmm. that's the thing. I, I, I don't like to get too down on homeopathic because there is the possibility sometimes that things can be found to work and become medicine out of or it. There's a, pl- I, a placebo I think the, effect yeah, too sometimes. There's also placebo effect. I think mm-hmm. the danger that he was warning about in the thread was you don't want people to think that they don't need medicine because of it. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it can it can be dangerous for people. It can fool people. And yes, we were playing fast and loose and, and we, we understand that those are all true things. I think we, we probably took it for granted that yeah, hopefully people would I'm know how we sure. felt, yeah. <laughs> but you know, right now. Um, so thank you for that. I love how creative our audience is. It, it just, tickles tickles me to no end um let's talk about the book of the month um i'm happy and proud of myself to say that i have already picked the july pick um we're still working on right oh oh thank you thank you that feels good it's pretty early in the month for me um i feel pretty good about that um so we will announce that on patreon and goodreads shortly um, somewhere Rob is like, oh, thank God, I don't have to bug them. Yeah, the way it works timely. is I'll, I'll write up the book briefing, put it on Patreon. Rob will see that, put it on Goodreads. So mm-hmm. keep an eye on one or the other and you'll you'll find out soon enough. All right, but let's talk about a memory called Empire by a memory called Empire by Arcady Martin. Um, we're not wrapping it up today because we still got another episode this month. Um, but I'm finished. I finished it by like the third of the month or something. Oh, wow. Boy, did I really love this book. You devoured it. Yeah. Yeah. I really, I really not, enjoyed it. I have not had time to finish it. I'm very close to the end. Really? So, yeah. Um, and it's not because I disliked it. It's because Dan Carlin released a hardcore history. I mean, really, honestly, that <laughs> that's what happened. It got because I I have podcasts. Usually mm-hmm. what I do is I listen to podcasts during the day and then audible at night or, or in the afternoons. And usually I'm done with my podcasts in the morning. So that works out. But, you know, when Dan Carlin drops six hours of hardcore history on you, suddenly it throws all your schedule out. But that said, I was looking forward. I was looking for reasons. I was finding things to do to listen to this. So it is that class of book for me. Uh, I adore our little trio of um, Three Seagrass. Twelve Azalea. Twelve Azalea, yes. Yep. And, uh, oh crap, now I'm blanking on the easy one. Uh, Mahit. Huh? Mahit. Mahit. Mahit, yeah. Yeah. I, I love I love the the interplay of them, and I love how they they took you from 
you know, basically an outsider, a fish out of water, you know, culture shock. Uh, and it's all believable to to this sort of bonding with these two people that by all rights, she shouldn't trust. Like she keeps putting a, a name on it like, hey, I'm, I'm in another world here. Maybe I shouldn't trust trust it. Uh, but I don't think it's uh, a, too much of a spoiler to say like she does build a really, really cool relationship with those two. And I like. Oh, that. yeah. Yeah, it's it's really good. Um, I. I just been, the writing is super fun. I think some people commented, I know you didn't experience this because you were listening to the audiobook. Mm. There are italics in the book, mm-hmm. um, which is, I find very unusual and kind of like to stress certain words, um, which is not a common thing we see very often, I would say. You in, mean to, to like put emphasis on spoken to put an things? emphasis on, on, a, on, a, on a word, not necessarily spoken, sometimes oh, okay. thought. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Not, which it's, it's, it's very unusual to use it in a thought. You're yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, um, some of the sword and laser group members over in Goodreads commented on that and found it a little distracting, but a number of you also <laughs> didn't listen on, I know it's a small thing, but it actually, it's so unusual I that I did I notice even snicker because I, I haven't done it. Maybe I'd be like, Oh yeah, I totally get it. But it was totally fine. Um, and I had a hard time sometimes figuring out like how to, I would get stuck trying to pronounce things. That's a <laughs> and, big advantage of doing the audiobook. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I was pretty proud of myself, but I did want to point out that there is a really fun, um, find your, uh, text Kalanli name. Um, so you can actually figure out this was uh, shared by Silvana over on Goodreads. Um, so basically this is from the tour blog, uh, pick your, to determine your noun. So find your birth month and then pick your favorite noun from the corresponding category. So Tom, for example, is born in June. So you get to, um, let's see, you have <laughs> to take the number of sci-fi fantasy books you read last year and divide it by two. Okay. So I'm six. <laughs> So you're six, right? Probably. So, yeah. Maybe so now, seven. So you're six and now a household seven. object. Seven. seven. Okay. And then a household mm, object mm. or tool. Yeah, seven garlic press. Seven garlic <laughs> press. Okay. So then my birthday's in July. So I would pick a, um, so I did 10 and uh, an architectural feature, Ooh. like a portico or a mm-hmm. spire. Um, I chose, um, what was the one I chose? <laughs> 10 screened porch. <laughs> That's great. And I want to say, because I initially um, picked 10 porch, but then uh, Silvana actually said, oh, porch was my first thought, but then I remember the mosquitoes here. And so mm. I changed it to 10 screened porch. Screened porch, smart. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, uh, Jan is seven mirage. That's a good one. I like that. Yeah, there's some pretty good ones in here. Um, Deborah's 20 time. A uh, terp is eight polonium. Eight Polo- polonium, so Pol- good. Polonium, yeah. <laughs> Anthony is twenty six opal. Then Seabase is sixty laptop. <laughs> I like that one. William is twenty nine pine. Misty is eighteen Roku. <laughs> <laughs> Ruth is fifteen thunderstorm. Nice. So this this was just a fun thing to do. Um, I got a kick out of it because it reminded me of there was a what was the what was the really funny name? Have you gotten to the super funny name in the book? Um, I'm going to see if someone mentioned it in the thread. There's a really silly name in the book. I know uh, there's one. 36 fairly, fairly. all-terrain tundra vehicle. <laughs> yes. Yes. 36 ATV. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> and that made me laugh so hard when uh, I read that part in the book. I was like, just he he just did it to like be obnoxious. Yeah. And I yeah. could totally see like people I know who would totally do that, like pick their name. It was to do fairly like early that. on. It was like in the first third, I think. So yeah. It's it's not a spoiler. It's just a a, a, a random character they mentioned kind of off yeah. you know, it's not off the cuff. To the, under, to the story. No. So um I really enjoyed that that little exercise. Um but it is a mystery. I mean, it's a straight yes. up mystery book. It's um, a political and, thriller mystery mm-hmm. uh, in a sci-fi setting. Right? Yeah. I'm finding it more enjoyable, I think, than The Goblin Emperor, which is the closest kind of parallel mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. of a story that we've read. I have to say, we we watch a lot of wuxia, uh, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. the, you know, sort of the, it's it's a Chinese genre of, of book and television, uh, usually set in a period with emperors and, and palace intrigue. And this really reminds me a lot of, of Wuxia, even though it's not Chinese, it's not like Jade, uh, Jade city or anything like that, uh, which really is inspired by Wuxia, but just the, the palace intrigue part of it, uh, I was like, Oh yeah, this is, this is very familiar. Well, it's, um, there was also, well, on the kind of like Chinese front there, there was another thread discussing kind of what the, if you were to mirror their society to, to, to our societies of history, mm-hmm. like what would it most closely be similar to? And someone recently, I can't remember if it was on Twitter or if it was on Goodreads call. And I feel like it was trike, but I might just be projecting said that this book could also be called Aztecs in space, um, which made me laugh really hard. Isn't it ba- I thought, and I'm trying to find my book briefing now because I, I think I mentioned it. I thought it was based on Armenian history. Well, that's interesting because people have said that she said the names are kind of based in Aztec, but also mm-hmm. there's like Byzantine emperor, empire references. The poetry kind of feels like, mm-hmm. like Chinese um, or some other sort of like like ancient Asian culture where that like poetry and, and being able to read verse and memorize it. Yeah. The, uh, the Wuxia we're watching right now is called joy of life. And, mm-hmm. uh, the main character, uh, can remember the 20th century for some reason, and I won't spoil how. So at one point he just, uh, stuns the palace court by reciting all the greatest Chinese poetry and they think he made it up. Oh, that's fun. They think he he like invented it. Uh, well, let me and, tell you. Yeah, things get a little more Aztec in the in, towards the end of the book. So, I'm just gonna put that out there. <laughs> For sure. Um, I'm not sure what you mean. So I may not have gotten to that point. No, yet. you wouldn't. You wouldn't have. Oh, because it's towards the very end. I towards see. the very end. Yeah. yeah, you absolutely will know what I'm talking about when you get there. Oh, you know what? What I was thinking of is that uh, Arkady Martin studied classical Armenian studies and medieval Byzantine uh, mm-hmm. history, mm-hmm. Uh, and and that I, I'm fairly certain I read something. I didn't put it in the book briefing, but I read something that she she mentioned that that informed mm-hmm. her writing. But it doesn't mean that it's it's a direct. Yeah, before I talked about this or discussed it with anyone, in my mind, I was thinking Aztec just because of the names and mm-hmm. the way that they described some of the outfits and their kind of, I guess, warlike culture, I guess, um, for the Texcalanli. So anyway, that was Texcalan, Tex, 
Texcalani. Yeah, you got it. You got it. But what do they call their culture? Texcalani. Texcalani. Yeah. Lee. Yeah. I, I would yeah. always leave out that final Lee at the end. That L sneaks in there. Well, it, they kind of elite it in in the in the audiobook. It's like it, they, it sounds like they're saying Texcalani ah. without the L, but it's just kind of barely in there. I see. Okay. Um, so yeah, I really, really loved this book. I hope, I hope you folks out there, I know some of you had trouble getting it from your library or interlibrary loans because it is kind of a, a hot book right now. Um, but I think it's, it's the audiobook sounds really wonderful too. So yeah, it's, it's well written it. or I'm sorry, it's well performed. Well, well mm-hmm. read, uh, in the, in the audiobook for sure. Very cool. I'm still trying to track down like, where was that reference? Uh, it's um, okay. Yeah. We'll talk about it next time. Mm-hmm. You'll find it. Shake it off, Tom. Shake it off. You couldn't see this because we're not a video show, but he did like a little wiggle in his chair where he was like, I'm going to just let this I'm go. I'm just trying to get my eyes to leave the pages that I'm looking at. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll we'll end the show and let you continue on in your research ah, escapade. Martine said that the book was in many <laughs> respects a fictional version of her postdoctoral research on Byzantine imperialism on the frontier to Armenia in the 11th century, particularly the annexation of the kingdom of Ani. Oh, okay. All right. So LaSalle Station is the analog to Armenia, particularly the kingdom of Ani and the Byzantine Empire is the Texcalani Empire. All right. Good job. You found it. I found it. Feel better? I do. Good. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Our show, of course, is currently entirely funded by our patrons. Thank you so much to all the folks who back our show. If you want to help support us, you can head to patreon.com slash sword and laser. You can also support the show by buying books through our links. Find links to the books we talk about and some of our favorites at swordandlaser.com slash picks. Send us an email feedback at sword and laser. Our website is swordandlaser.com. Our Instagram and Twitter is at Sword and Laser, and you can follow along with all of our discussions at goodreads.com slash sword and laser. We will see you next time. Bye. Goodbye. This podcast is part of the Frog Pants Studios Network. For more information about this and other shows, visit frogpants.com. Audio program so good, it's like you're there!